Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. Radio, where black consciousness is the claim, where one one world world is the aim. aim. So we in here. um, Forgive the late start. We just had some some things happening, so we just want to be still here. Um, (laughs) Here at our house. (laughs) Yeah, at our house and our humble abode. At our studio, yeah. But um, we here as a Sirkar Nefera, and to my right is of course Nefera Tumadiwa. Yes, yes. Um, So as you see in the topics, we're going to be talking about bit of what's been happening over the past week or so um the craziness and just in general just you know like you know keeping a conversation going about you know yeah. restructuring our human condition right um yeah so what's going on there for all <sighs> i don't know <laughs> i get my brain I just, together i'm trying yeah i'm definitely trying to re- recenter um <laughs> join the conversation share the video um, <coughs> coming with us, family, because we're here. Always coming with us. We're always here to share the conversation and make it a village concept of building right. and rebuilding and constantly expanding. 
Um, so what's coming up for me really is is safety, safety, family, mm-hmm. safety. Do we feel safe? Do we feel safe home, abroad, outside of our homes, yeah. um, across this American landscape? Do we feel safe? Has has safety ever been um, a consistent access for the African here within this diaspora, across the diaspora? Um, and there's just some things that are just coming up in the news these days. Um, we had a young man out in Mississippi, David Logan, who was pulled over for a routine traffic stop. <clears throat> mm. And he ends up beaten to a pulp, like, you know, really <clears throat> beaten badly. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then there was um, one of the two shootings this week, mass shootings this week, by a Patrick uh, Crucia, I want to say, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name Crucius. right. Crucius, but he was what? Tw- he shot twenty people in El Paso. Tw- he murdered twenty people. I believe there were another twenty people that were injured or something like that. But he he murdered twenty people. <coughs> um, he was arrested without incident. Yeah. So safety, family. Do we feel safe? Is safety something that we have access to in this uh, African American experience? in this black American experience, in this African across the diaspora, and people of color conversation, because I want to make sure that we categorize them because they also have uh, due respect and nuances that make them very much different, right? Yeah. Um, and because I have to speak about the African experience, the African American experience, and the African per se, um, from Africa concept of a current um, connection to Africa because, um, having access to safety, your basic function as a human being. I know that people from across the diaspora have had um, their sense of safety always has been under attack. Mm -hmm. And the only way to have some semblance of access to safety is if you pretty much just um, get along and get along, status quo, shuffle about, and just hope and pray that none of these things happen to you, right? <clears throat> because that's the only way that we can, we, we put ourselves into a self-induced sleep, a self-induced, um, uh, it's like an illusion. We, we put ourselves into this illusion that everything is okay, <clears throat> and on any turn, you could turn any corner and it just not be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, either you are, you know, sometimes due to the circumstance and situation that we're living as the African from across the diaspora or a black American here in this American experience, <clears throat> is there a circumstance that are created that creates this black on black crime conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, black on black crime is based on proximity. Right. Um, you have a lot of dysfunctional hurt, anger, frustration, mm-hmm. pr- depravity in certain spaces, pressure bus price. So yeah, you're right. going to have a dog eat dog showing up. And it doesn't have to necessarily be this whole, like, you know, what we think it looks like. You know, we think it looks like ghettos and hoods or what have you. But the dog-eat-dog concept of a scarcity mentality is in the workplace. Mm-hmm. With people who have achieved some degree of semblance of normalcy or status or what have you, an accolade. The dog-eat-dog concept shows up there as well because it's proximity. Um, right. And if that's not offending your safety, then your safety is also at risk because we have a government that refuses to step in on behalf of African people and their safety being affected. Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes back across the historic line of the Africans' experience here on American soil. Right. The Africans' uh, safety has never been something that we could put teeth in. We'll be all right for a little while, and then something comes and disrupts it. White <clears> folks <throat> get angry. White folks get jealous. White folks are offended. White folks feel some kind of way, and all of a sudden... Your safety is gone just like that. Yeah. And that's that's the repetitive action that has occurred over space and time with African standing. So there's enough black on black crime, but it wasn't always black on black crime. Mm-hmm. Right? It wasn't always this an, an excess of hostility. Mm-hmm. Initially, the African actually worked together. Systematic they, reconfiguration. Right. They, they systematically over space and time. Yeah pushed this scarcity mentality and created all these intricacies. So this is why it's very necessary to talk about an African from the African diaspora. And it's important to talk about an Africa, an African from the American soil, 
and the African who migrated to America by choice, mm -hmm. who to some degree has access to some privilege within the system. Right. And that's an intricacy that's put in there to create an unsafe condition for Africans. Because if you have access to privilege and these Africans don't, then you guys are both vulnerable. You're both vulnerable. This yeah. is a tactic of war, destabilization, that's being used in our social landscape that we're not even clearly aware of, mm -hmm. and we're not really paying attention to it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, because you got like the, you know, the, the peace and blessings, Sister J, peace family. Um, thank you for joining us. So, I mean, when you got, when you look at something like domestic terrorism and like how um, there's a compartmentalization in the, in the, in the psyche of the, of the, of the U.S. Um, American experience where we don't look at the domestic, it's compartmentalized in how we look at what domestic terrorism looks like or what terrorism um, tends to look like. And, 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 you know, we, at any given time, a brown person could be put in that space of, of terrorists Whereas um, everything on, on down the list of what could possibly be wrong with um, a white male, a young white male, or old white male at this point, and just like running the spectrum of who's carrying these guns, who has access to these guns, um, they're running the list on everything that was was wrong with them, um, and, and 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 trivializing them or making them in, into. 20, 25 year old men into children, mm -hmm. um, whereas you you put a, a black a black man a black kid, um, you know things like a black kid with a toy gun or just a black kid just standing on a corner um, becomes a, a man, and his whole history of everything he's done wrong is is dug up fervently to discredit and validate. Um, and justify his killing or his mm -hmm. arrest or things of that nature. And this mm -hmm. is a constant, constant, constant that's been taking place in what we call this, uh, a free country. And it, and, it beg, and it begs to dig deeper in understanding like what, so, is, so what exactly did, do people have in mind when they think of free? Does free mean freedom to be in a space of hate, a space of negativity without, um, without consequence? Um, is, is this, does free mean to... Um, move and be in a space of, of, of feeling of superiority over mm -hmm. other people because of um, what's a, a predisposed pr a privilege, whether or not you, cho you choose to re re recognize it or not, is free, um, mm -hmm. is free harming other people because you feel like you can or you can get away with it, especially within a, a, a space of, of a certain type of privilege mm -hmm. that is afforded, afforded you. Um, and there's a lot of these things, and I, and I think about it a lot because it's you know it's the, it's it's heartbreaking to think about what people will do with freedom or some uh, or the the so-called freedom or mm -hmm. the idea of liberation um, to other people. You know what I mean? And um, mm -hmm. you would want to think land of the free, home of the brave, all this X Y Z people working together, and it's really it's 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 a piecemeal thought. And it, ha and it happens in these little spurts where everyone feels sad um, for a brief moment because um, harm has happened to other people. And then we go about our business again. So we, we also become desensitized. We become right. desensitized as a, a, a people, humans, bio, like biologists across the nation, desensitized to even our own destruction, right? Um, and then we only will only feel something deeply if it's happening right next door or, or in our own yard. Um, and, and even then, it's a passing thought after a while because right. some new distraction has popped up. So this is this. So it, it begs for I us to pay. I need new distraction. Forty-five. Right, exactly. Um, it begs for us to pay, to pay close attention to um, what's in the space, what's being put forth mm -hmm. as. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Put forth is like uh, kind of like the. Kind of like the, the the confetti to cover up the trash. Just There's the like smoking mirrors. Smoking mirrors, yeah, exactly. Smoking mirrors, the, the magic trick. Yeah. The magic trick, exactly. The three card Monty, right. the, the deception. Look right. at this hand because this hand is pickpocketing you. Right. Watch over here because I'm blowing up your house over here. Look over here because I'm taking from your children over there. Look over here because over here I'm creating legislation and I'm structuring a foundation that's going to create a lot of a lot of bang, a lot of brouhaha and pay a lot of people due to the prison industrial complex mm -hmm. because that's not something that functions alone it's not an isolated incident there are a lot of culpable individuals that participate 
in creating prison, the prison, the prison industrial complex. I'm just using that as an example, simply because it's like right accessible right here. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> we have to look at our safety. Um, as Africans, peace and blessings, family, we're coming in, just giving you a, a, just a little check-in and, and safety being the conversation. Are we safe? Do we feel safe? Have we ever felt safe? Mm-hmm. Do we get sa- Is safety accessible to us? Because safety is a part of your quality of life. Mm-hmm. Right? Organisms, every organism's first res- self-preservation is first rule of nature. Self-preservation, preserving yourself. You as a human being, we go to school, we work, we do all these going and comings, we're organisms. We're organisms. We are the same as a tree outside, as a plant, as a cat, as a fish. We are an organism. The ocean is a living organism, complex, and so are your so is your human mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. Your human body is, is an organism. There's emotion, it's fight or flight, it's, there's it's, all those pieces to it. Yeah. We share it. Yeah. You know. It's complex. Pieces. Yeah. So so do you have access to safety as an African right. on this soil? And what is your daily conversation about safety? Yeah. What is what your is daily conversation at? about the possibility of something happening? Right. What are you doing? Do you have um, a communication with your family? Right. That if there was ever an emergency, whatever type of emergency, are you prepared? Mm. If something fell on you, is, is someone in your household CPR certified? Is someone in your household first aid certified? Is someone in your household mental health certified? Yes. Is someone in your household carrying a gun legally? Is someone in your household uh, knowledgeable of escape routes? Mm-hmm. Where is the bomb shelter in your community? Because guess what? These folks been doing all that smoke and mirrors, and guess who they catch all the time unprepared? Us. <clears throat> because we're too busy contributing to our own complacency with perpetrating the fact that we pretend to have safety. We pretend because we hope if we can wish it away, it'll go away. It's not going away. It's not going away. And I'm here to tell you that, yes, it is tragic when these mass killers go out and do what they do. Mm-hmm. But they are also a three-card Monty. It's a card. It's a play. The white nationalists are also being played. We are on the receiving end of their violence. And, and that's well and good, but they are a kind of white nationalist or white supremacist, and, and they do what they do. But the system itself functions with people and systems in different spaces and places that function in unison. It's not an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. These things don't happen in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. One person is not creating this kind of residual effect over hundreds of years. One person is not doing that. There are a lot of systems and people, and this is why I talk to the people and I say people make things happen, mm-hmm. and people don't make things happen. So when you see violence and you see mass shootings, every time you see these mass shootings, these mass shootings happening, these folks got neighbors. There are people that live next door to them. Mm-hmm. They went to school. Why their school teachers did not know that there was a sociopath in their classroom? But the moment a black boy at 10 years old asserts himself since you always pulling him out, or you won't rape, pull his, you won't call on him when he wants to answer, so he'll kick a chair and storm out of the classroom. He's immediately a problem. Mm-hmm. Immediately, when the circumstances created, therefore created an, an understanding of what was occurring. But this little white boy who's been microwaving cats, right? Because they all don't do that, but a whole lot of them do that. Tying little rockets <clears throat> to them. A whole lot, a whole lot of little white boys. Burning ants with uh, magnifying glasses—is that, that a thing still? Like, there's some, there's some sociopathic behaviors that show up within this particular demographic of these particular types of young people. Mm-hmm. They don't automatically just show up. Yes, they just pop up, and all of a sudden they, they, they're collecting hundreds of guns and hundreds of rounds of ammo, and they're stockpiling in their parents' house, parents' houses. And it's just a lot of psychological deconstruction that needs to take place that a lot, like many are not willing to do, because it's, it it becomes too much. It becomes too much work to literally sit and be with why, what people, what what is what is driving people to do this, the, the things that they're doing. What is what is driving the psyche, which clearly has a pattern. It's patterned behavior. Absolutely. 
It is patterned behavior over years and years and centuries. Actually, it may look different. In how it, it may look different um, in how it pans out, but it pans out with the same type of like goal and result, um, whether consciously or subconsciously. Um, and it's superiority, and it's a it's, or it mixed with a fear of being erased, because that is a valid that is a, a valid um, uh, feeling. That's a part of a conversation. But at the end of the day, there's science to buffer that. Yeah. Like there are certain individuals, like I said, all of these systems do not happen independently. They work together in unison to perpetuate and to create. And there are peoples and spaces and places that continue to carry these things out. Facts. Mm -hmm. That is inexcusable. Okay. So therefore, if you're having relationships with people and you're so busy wanting to be poo poo and nicey nicey, miss me with the niceties. I don't need any of them. They're not practical in my world. I'm concerned with my safety and the safety of my family, my children, my community. I'm concerned with the safety. I'm not concerned with you smiling in my face because I know when you get ready to vote, you're voting to create a pipeline from elementary school to prison. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, that's my concern. Right? So um, across space and time, the lack of safety shows up when, you know, 10,000 families are burned out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. There were 100 cities like Tulsa, Oklahoma, or more across America right after Reconstruction. There were not ghettos all over America that were crime-ridden, alcohol and drug abuse. Those things were given to these communities. There were people who decided that on the backs of these people, I'm going to exploit their weaknesses, and even if they don't have weaknesses, I'm going to tear down the strength that they do have. I'm going to manipulate, I'm going to create systems and circumstances that breaks down what little bit of strength that they do have. Because at least at one point, the African knew, everybody knew where you stood on this landscape. Integration, the mentality, and the residuals, unfortunately, of integration did not support the African. Not pan out. To this very day, (laughs) integration is one of the worst things for the African because you don't know where you stand on this landscape. You don't know how to catalog your experiences and what your action steps should be to keep yourself and your family safe. Yeah. Oh, it's great to be friends with everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a stand for one world. But as also on the on the way to creating one world, there's a lot of nuances and intricacies right. that have to be dealt with along the way. Right. And I'm not going to poo poo pretend that that's not a reality. Right. Like integration would have been a very successful concept if we had done the necessary healing and, and, and structuring and foundationing um, within our community first, rather than being in a space of space of brokenness and continuing to break by just by, by breaking off and sectioning off into other uh, things to to think about. Other well, multiplication of, d- of the Tulsa would have be been distracted, fine, huh? right? The multiplication of the Tulsa would have been fine, yeah, because then we would have we would have had opportunity to be with each other. And through trial and error, we would have assessed that <clears throat> there are some residuals from slavery that we need to address. Mm-hmm. We would have addressed it because we would have been together. And because we were together, we would say, whoa, being angry with your wife or wife beating or molesting your children or mistreat some of these social things that showed up, mm-hmm. we would have addressed them. And I don't even know if some of those things would not have shown up had there not been certain exposure to certain spaces, places, and people. Right, some of those things would have never come to be. They are a direct result of exposure to the circumstances. Mm-hmm. So those are the symptoms. But I could say that, like anything else, you learn by doing. And had we been left alone with our Tulsa, our little cities, our Tulsa, Oklahoma's all over the world, then we would have eventually worked our situation out, and it would have been fine to have integration because now you you have a seat at the table. Exactly. You don't have to wait for garbage or crumbs to fall from the table and hope and pray and, and put yourself into a self-induced illusion of state mm-hmm. that everything is wonderful and tap dance and, 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 and coon, right, to feed your family. See, that's where it doesn't work. Integration would be fine if you have 100% and I have 100% and I say, hey, you know what? I can use this. You can use that. Let's trade. Right. Now exactly. integration works. Exactly. Now let's be one big happy family, live together in Kumbaya. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. But there are some people across space and time, yet again, the safety is the piece, 
that decided that they're going to consistently destabilize the African-American community. Every single time any unity or circumstance showed up, spaces and places, people and things, systems and votes and money went to support destabilizing the African community consistently across space and time. The greatest indicator of the future is the past. So I don't need no niceties for me to know where this story is going. I'm asking you, what are you doing as far as safety? What is your home, your family, your community safety protocol? Because what has happened continues to happen. In the 60s, COINTELPRO came to dismantle a quote-unquote domestic terrorist group, the Black Panther Self-Protect Self-Defense Party, because if my government is not going to provide me safety, then I must protect myself. And now guess what? The government itself is actually a part of the problem. Exactly. So they send in their goons to bust down doors and kill people for trying to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Period. Have, That's have it. Have self-governing. Don't do that. Period. That's not nice in our eyes. Fed their children, created summer pro- created, uh, food program, created health clinics, Provided school supplies, provided mm-hmm. child care, provided um, security against the police who worked for the government that were told to put pressure on Africans in African communities. Right. Goods and ghettos of white officers that have no understanding or sensitivity for African skin at all are policing our communities. And safety was not available to the African even then. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the government decided from the highest office in the presidency, decided that it was not, not going to be conducive to American stability if the Africans unify. So because Africans unify, which came out of his illusion, right? Because there, there was a win-win conversation in there that could have been created. Yet some people who scientifically would be considered sociopaths were running government and high offices like the FBI. These are people who have the profile of a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Psychopaths. Period. They were tested up to, off the charts. Off the charts they were tested. And to this day, in the highest office, we have an America that is governed under someone, if tested, would test off the charts for being a sociopath and a psychopath. Almost certainly. So how am I supposed to feel safe? Right. Why would I get up every day and create an illusion to put myself to sleep to pretend nice like everything is fine? Right. Why would I do that? Why would any African... Well, you know, I don't want to talk about slavery. Slavery is over. I don't, I don't participate in slavery. Uh, no. I believe in everybody should just love. Oh, that's wonderful, and you can keep all of those niceties because I'm not a space for it. I have one conversation. You are either having that conversation or you are not having that conversation. And it's not over. And I don't care what space or place or sect or whatever your subscription is. It doesn't matter. I'm concerned with my safety, the safety of my family, the safety of my community, and the safety of my people. Right. That is my primary Focus, period. And that's also a basic, fundamental security. If you ever heard of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, is the foundation. You can't do nothing else without safety. Safety is step one. And my safety and the safety of my people and my community is offended. Mm-hmm. So you ain't got to like it, but we having a conversation. And you should be having the conversation with yourself, so that you can break your own mental chains and with the people in your space and you should be devising a safety protocol for your family, for your community, for your church, for your school, for your work, wherever you are, you should be planning for something to occur. The greatest indicator of the past is the future. Uh, the greatest indicator of the future is the past. It's been happening. It has not stopped. While you've been complacent and, and putting yourself into a self-induced illusion, it has never stopped. And in between was New Year's, and it was Mother's Day, then it was Easter, then it was Thanksgiving, then it was Cinco de Mayo, then it was, you know, 
blue new moon and then it was a Chinese new year and then it was a graduation and so and so had a baby and then such and such died and peace and blessings and all that wonderful stuff was happening. Safety wasn't available to you. So you really want to categorize where these things are showing up in your life. And it has nothing to do with being paranoid. It has something to do with being smart and strategic. The greatest indicator of the future is the past. The past has demonstrated consistent habitual behavior. Going unchecked. Going unchecked. So as long as, as long as it goes as long as it goes unchecked, it'll keep happening. It's like it's the whole thing of giving giving inch you take they take a mile. Because it's like, okay, are we letting this happen? Cool. Now I'll just keep doing it. Oh, this is just your I can, I can kill these people or I can, like, you know, cage these children or whatever the case may be. Oh, no, nothing's really happened. I'm not suffering any consequence. Okay, well, I'll just do it again. Or I'll reconfigure it or I'll make it look different or I'll switch parties or I'll do, like, right. whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Like, how long before the Republic, the Democrats become the Republicans and vice versa because that happened already in our history. You know, it's... Um, it's 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 all these 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 psychological mechanisms and biological warfares that are taking place from spaces that essentially are, are governing our everyday human experience, and un, until we find an, some from some form of reflection, understanding, and semblance of enough is enough within our own spaces to say sovereignty is mine to take, then we're we're, we're not going to see it. Because it will be every bit of roadblock, and as long as it's piece, it's, it's pieced up, um, collective awakenings, meaning one collective here, collective over here, and then by the time a collective over here wakes up, the collective over here is disbanded, and it's mm -hmm. like because right. the collective over here is like teetering, and then another collective pops up here, and then none of these collectives also probably even know they exist. So how right. can proper galvanization and mobilization around around a concern, a public concern that actually affects everybody, aside, even beyond just those collectives, how can we even get to a place of even um, strategically uh, attacking the root of the situation when there's so much divisive work at play um, that's been at play, that's been conditioned and indoctrinated within different communities, um, brown, black and brown communities, how can we get there? You know what I mean? And that's why it's constantly like we if we're not checking in with what our protection looks like, what safety looks like, what freedom looks like in in, in in the US, in America, which you can't even come here from another country and feel like you're safe. You know, like how we we need to ask the tough questions and have the tough conversations. That's just even a starting point. Because if you're not having a conversation, you're not in the game. And if you're not in the game, you lose. So we need to think about what's next, people. And it's like until until we, we get in the game, play the game, strategize with our, our brother and our teammates and our sisters and come together, there's, there's, there's nothing that's going to move. The pieces will not move across the board. But why do you need safety, though? What is safety yeah. for? Why do you need safety? Right? And let me tell you something. It is a tactic to keep the pressure on. Keeping the pressure on pressure bus price. Pressure also causes emotional responses. The reality of the situation is we have been going to baby showers and birthday parties and graduations and visiting grandma at the hospital and doing all of these things, living our social condition, right? <clears throat> the things that we fill in when we came in the world and when we leave. All of the dots in between, we fill those things up and they've given you social context, which we've created in American culture, in between <coughs> those dots in between, right? But why do you need safety? What is safety for? If you don't have safety, you cannot create your position as a community mm -hmm. because you're constantly in crisis management. Safe. Exactly. Red and this mode. is a war tactic. Keep you always scrambling so therefore you can never strategize. Exactly. So you know something? You have to be willing to press pause. You have to press the stop button. You either have to, what they say, retreat and disengage, Right? Because you can't go in hard because everybody would be a mess, right? You can't go in, you can't take all your force and drive it in that straight up the middle. You can't do that right? because everybody has their own reality, their own commitments, their own identity. They're doing their own thing. Now, I don't subscribe to that. I'm not down with that. I'm not having that conversation. All of this is happening. 
So how are you going to make the biggest blow and take all of your power and run it straight up the middle? And what are you running up the middle? What is your create? What are you creating? Mm. Well, African, you're creating your own freedom and your own sovereignty and your right. own nation and you're self-governing. Right. See, and you, you have a situation going on where if you're self-governing, you can't be exploited. American government sanctioning the police killing of unarmed Af Africans on this soil, if you had connection to Africa and you had the backing of an African government that has the kind of resources that we come in to check on our people, it would be an international incident. That's why you're black. But if a Chinese, if this was happening to Chinese people, there would have already been a war. Mm -hmm. It would have already been a war. It would have already been a war. If hundreds, let's start naming Tamir Rice, come on, Corinne Gaines, Alton Sterling, Philando um, Castile, Sean Bell, um, Mike Brown. Mike, come on, let's, Trayvon right? Martin, Trayvon, right. like, come on. You know, if, if Boy. Right? If these were. Sandra Bland. South Africa, if these were, if these were uh, from the Middle East, North, North, uh, Northwest, Northeast Africa, if these people were from Northeast Africa, there would be an army on American soil tearing the issue up. Yes, sir. Make no mistake about it. Okay? So that's why you black. That's part of the reason why you black. That's part of the reason why you're not African. And then there are people in your country eating your food off your plate and giving you heck and keeping you disorganized and under pressure here in American soil, pretending the illusion that this is the best that you can do. That's what they said. That's what you believe because that's what you were given. Because most people usually just do what they were told to do. They, 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 they color within the lines. They draw within the confines of the systems that they were given. Right? This is what we're dealing with. Because you're being played with tactics of war. They're playing for keeps. You putting yourself to sleep. Because you can wake up tomorrow and go into action. And it can be a whole drove of Africans in action tomorrow, creating an entirely different outcome just that quick. Because you want need to know where your weak strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities. We talked about this before. Mm -hmm. What is your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? Where are opportunities for you to capitalize on your safety? And what is threatening you coming together as a unit to build your safety, your nation, and have a seat at the table. What's, what's doing that? Because those folks, when they were talking back in the 80s about the think tanks, yes, they are think tanks. They're not really called think tanks. Well, I guess they call think tanks because some of them actually call them think tanks. But the reality of them is they're research centers. They are research centers. Mm -hmm. They're doing research on your movements, your migrations, your actions, your behaviors, your motivations, your locus of control. How do you make decisions? Do you make decisions from an internal locus of control or an external locus of control? Because if you're a person who makes decisions from your external locus of control, I can move you. See, I'm the person who trained and learned to make decisions based on my own intuitive knowledge and research and my elders. This is why we encourage you to read the books that we share so that you can get the information for yourself so that you build up your internal locus of control. The matrix has you and your safety is now in the balance because the outside is guiding you. We got something here from our brother Sean. He says, uh, peace, thank you for checking in, brother. Um, a lot of people are living for nothing. We don't have anything that we said that we're willing to die for. Um, that's an interesting perspective. I mean, because, like, a lot of it is choice. Like, there's, like, we, we, what are we choosing to pay attention to, to to feel like this isn't worth it? You know what I mean? Especially as a black community living in, in the idea of vacant esteem. Like, I'm not, like, this isn't worth it. I'm like, why even bother? I'm but what is vacant it. esteem? Vacant esteem is a, is a concept coming out of Dr. Joy DeGruy's book. Yeah. Before we throw out concepts, I like to kind of try to back it up a little bit with some, um, I was looking for her book. It's usually on our table right here. Um, Dr. Joy DeGruy's book, Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome. She has a newest yeah. edition out. Dr. Joy DeGruy, D E G R U Y, Post Traumatic mm -hmm. Slave Syndrome. And she has a theory called Vacant Esteem. 
That is, the African has no sense of pride. Mm -hmm. That means you have no sense of self-concept because you've been walking a line and, mm -hmm. and drawing coloring within lines that were given to you that were not there to support your self-efficacy. Your mm -hmm. self-efficacy, self-efficacy being your drive to understand that you control your circumstances. Right. We have that. We don't have that. So therefore, she derived of a theory called vacant esteem. Right. So if you have no esteem, if you're not built of anything and you don't believe in anything, then you, what do you have to die for? You don't actually have to die for this. Like, yeah. they say power concedes in nothing, but you know what? There's a win-win conversation to be had. Mm -hmm. There is a win-win conversation to be had because we understand that America is the corporation of America. America is not run by government. That is an entire yeah, illusion. Business. America is a business. If you want to make moves, you have to conduct business. It cannot be emotional, African. It must be a conversation of pay me. Where the money at? And it's not a reparations conversation either because, yes, you are owed reparations. But they have mangled that thing so deeply that you can't find the money trail. Mm -hmm. And it would take them 100 years trying to figure out how to pay us all. But guess what? You know what you have access to right now? What is in your hand? What can you do? Money that? conversation rules the nation. You want something to happen in America? Then you need to starve these companies because they are the ones who pull the strings. There are corporations that are richer than some countries. Walmart is one of them. Walmart, I think, ranks something like fifth next to continents in terms of resources and finance. If you want to make moves, then just pull your money out of the system. Mind you, all the zeros in Walmart, it's all an illusion. That's also, that's also an illusion. But if you want to play within the confines of the system, you got to play the system's game. Voting, well, you know, for, for, for the sensitivity of our ancestors who died to provide us with the right to vote, I'm here for that. But know that it doesn't matter who's in office. Dr. Jo um, Umar Johnson said, I don't really care who's in office. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, if my coin and you're going to do what I need you to do to support the safety of my people, I don't really care who it is. It could be an alien with pink polka dots and 14 legs. It doesn't matter to me. My coin is on the table. We need X, Y, Z. Attend to my people, period. It doesn't matter what side of the fence from down the aisle and bipartisan and all of this other conversation that we get into is irrelevant. It is all a theater act. It's all theatrics entirely. So when I listen to leaders and they're not having that conversation and they're telling you to dig deeper into the system to try to play the system's game solo, I know you're not having a nationality. You're not having an African nation-building conversation. Mm -hmm. You're having a color between the lines conversation. Mm -hmm. You're having to continue to perpetuate what we've been doing all this time, which is insanity, continuing to get what we continue to get what we've been getting. Because the more you try to subscribe to the system, the more you're just going to fall deeper into the rabbit That's hole of the system. That's it. There really is no dismantling it from within. You're not a Trojan horse, if you're, especially if you're working alone. Because Absolutely. Because all you're going to do is you're going to get sucked up in it, and then you're going to be it's time's going to pass, and you're like, damn, I wish I did more, or I could have done something. Right. And you, you could have. It's, you, you, have to be, you have to operate outside of the system. There's no other way. The system will not allow you to dismantle from the inside. Absolutely it can not. See, it can see your movements. The system has controlled your movements. Oh, Lord, the tools, the master's <laughs> tools will never dismantle exactly. the master's house. Yeah. And and and, and it, it is within us to make the choice to see differently because, like, like you mentioned earlier, by and large, we live under um, a condition of scarcity mentality. Yes. It's not just black folk. It is the human White condition people, in, yes, a, in it is. general. A scarcity mentality. There is not enough. Only the strong will survive. So survival you must, of the you must, fittest. Survival of the fittest. You must depend on the overarching power, which in this case is this horrible-ass government that we have and administrations that we constantly have that never, for our, for our conversation to circle back, doesn't have us in mind. Right. It's been structured to only have certain people in the space of power um, and in turn has those people in the space of thinking that, that they can... Uh, walk over or um, or belittle or you know or d destroy those that aren't the same as them. Right. This is what's been created. It's a psychosis in our space, that they have. It's a psychosis. Mm -hmm. 
So the, there, there is no dismantling from the inside. It's only destroying it from the front, back, and around the corner. And how do you destroy it? How do you destroy it? How do you collect your strength and bring it in, create opportunities, or assess your inside opportunities? What's within us already? What's in our hand right now? Marcus Garvey said, what's in our hand right now? What can we do with what we have? Mm -hmm. And how can we bring our collective and cut straight up the middle with a mm -hmm. grand blow? How can we do that? Your breath alone is everything to live for because as long as you're alive, there's an opportunity for something to be different in this, in this condition for the future. But everyone keeps talking about, and see, that's another conversation that our leaders are having. When nothing concedes not to nothing, power concedes to nothing but power. Oh, power concedes nothing but a, to, to, power concedes to nothing but a demand, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then there's this push for um, paranoia and, and a limited thinking that there has to be bloodshed in order to create what's next for this community. There has to be bloodshed. That's not our way. That's not the African's way. It doesn't have to be bloodshed, mm -mm. right? It can be bloodshed. There are. What did he do inside of? What did he do inside of? Um, in the Infinity War, um, Doctor um, uh, Doctor Strange, he went through fourteen million and et cetera, et cetera. Fourteen million six hundred and five possibilities. Possible outcomes. outcomes. <laughs> possible outcomes. Fourteen million possible outcomes. This comes out of a math, out of science out of assessing the timelines and looking at all of these. Remember I told you, you mm. need several different academic disciplines in order to really concept, co understand this entire landscape and the intricacies of it, right? So he came up with 14 million possible possibilities. Now listen, African, I wouldn't say there's 14 million possibilities, but there's definitely <laughs> several possibilities as to what would give us the desired outcome. Right. And... From where I'm standing, I'm not willing to sacrifice another life mm -hmm. to fight this system from within. You don't trade lives, Captain. I'm not here for that. <laughs> right? So I'm having a whole entirely right. different conversation. General leadership is such that there's gonna y'all ain't willing to die. Y'all ain't willing to fight for it. What do you want to fight for? And what are you going to fight with? Exactly. These folks can sit at their breakfast table. Like, they went and dropped bombs on the MOVE movement. A black African mayor ordered the attack in 1985 under the government and with a lot of corroboration, police and military, etc., helicopters and dropped bombs on 11 people, killing oh, six children. We've been living long under lip, 1985. under lip service. Under lip service from our own and from right? outside of government that actually didn't care. And it's like it gets served tropes that, like... Like, you know, that people don't even know what the actual meaning is. Like you said, like, you know, oh, like, for a fight, you willing to die for it. Do you really know what you're willing to die for? Yeah. I'm going to see if it's a sister Natalie Cruz. Peace and blessings for, for stepping in. Peace and blessings. Um, she says, scarcity is a fallacy perpetuated by vulture capitalism and its systems. Without the illusion of scarcity, these explo exploitive systems fail. Facts on facts Absolutely. on facts. Um, well, the economic theory is supply and demand. Once Even if there is no demand for it, let's illusion create one. Exactly. And guess what? You know how I can create an illusion of a need for my pharmaceutical drug that I'm getting ready to sell you, that it's okay if 0.6.006 die, which might be, well, if 2 million people die, that's not too bad. But, you know, we're going to heal 500 million. And we're going to make 600 billion. Casualties of what? See, this is somebody else moving the chess pieces of your life. Create the demand, even if there isn't one. Okay, mm -hmm. so there you go. Yeah, um, brother, brother Sean comes in again. He says, uh, <laughs> we've dealt with this. Trust me, understand. I've literally begged family members to come together to start businesses. No one listens. But when I decide to start a business up by myself, now my members are all looking and not supporting. It be well, like that. But trust and believe you being courageous enough to still start the business to keep going still makes a difference. So even if it's not family, which, you know, it's, it's a heartbreaking thing to think about, that you would think, oh, that's an automatic, trust and believe, it's the, the future of, of the community depends on people like you to keep going. Um, yeah, I wish it didn't hard, have to be. Yeah, I wish it didn't have to be that way where it's, it's this lone warrior conversation, so to speak, 
um, when you're doing to talk about self-efficacy and um, economic stability and, and strengthening oneself and, mm -hmm. and financial literacy and choosing to be different because you want different um, because it's viewed in a scarcity mentality society as you're, you're disrupting the natural order of things. So as long as you're disrupting the natural order, the natural order that's giving me some type of peace where I'm still alive and I'm making some type of ends meet, then that means you're a problem to me. So I can't directly show my support for you, family, um, because kudos on you, but I can't do that because where, where I'm at, I'm not ready to take that leap. And what I have right now is a nice reward and I get to still just be alive and make it through the day. Well, that's what our people do. And that's part of what's weakening our, about our landscape. That's so. part of what's weakening. So some of us are getting piecemeal and we doing kind of all right, a little bit. All right. And we are all right with that. Um, and we don't want to rock the boats because, you know, we don't want to cut off our little coin. And guess what? You know what we know? Safety is a thing. We don't know that our family members and our friends are going to come to our rescue. So this is why some of our brothers and sisters are not willing to do support with you. Mm -hmm. They're not willing to come in and drop everything and say, you know what? I'm coming. I'm coming to support. We're going to lift this thing up. Mm -hmm. One, because we have no personal. We're ha we have vacant esteem. Mm -hmm. And then we also look on our brothers and sisters through the oppressor's eyes. Yeah. Shiftless. Mm -hmm. Irresponsible, lazy, lazy, right? This is what we're dealing with. We're looking at each other through our oppressor's eyes, and we don't trust one another. And also in competition for the for the goal, where where the the goal is actually something that's a, that's abundant and available for everyone. But because of this again scarcity mentality of a society, we've been conditioned to believe that there's this one goal that we each have to fight for, even if it's our best friend or family member, and the fact that you're willing to elevate and do something different means that you're now a threat to me doing something because now I have to be held accountable to do something and make an action that I'm not ready for. And that means running the risk of seeing people seeing my flaws, yes. me fucking up, and then now I have to deal with ridicule, embarrassment, shame, and all these different things. Right. I can't have that. So I'd rather just not even deal with you in the first place and not even have you excel based off my cosign. As, as family, as best friend, as whatever the case may be. And it's a weird thing. But also it's because it's also coming from a space of knowing who they, of them of, of them believing who they've known you to be up until whatever this point it's is. It's a lack of safety. It's also a, a lack of safety. It's a lack of safety, yes. They so, feel like tr supporting you is going to make them, it's, it's going to be unsafe. Right. It's going to upset their possible prospects to be sitting in the master's house getting a three quarters of a meal and right. GMO food and um, walking good and looking good and perpetrating the fraud. Yeah. So that's going to be offended by coming through to try to support you, African. And you know what you definitely don't want to do in front of white people? You definitely don't want to appear to be coming together to create no collective because we know across space and time that whenever Africans come together to create a collective, it offends the master's house. Mm -hmm. And he gets anxiety and nervous. Oh, we got us a nice house, though, don't we, master? Oh, they out there getting ready to run, master. You better go get them. That's the fear of becoming use useless. You're not of use to... I, you can't rely on me to give you resources, then what am I good for? Again, the scarcity mentality, the fear mentality. That means there's an opportunity for me to be, I'm disposable now, so I can't have that. So, I'm, so now I'm going to have to threaten your life, or I'm going to have to threaten your livelihood, which in turn ultimately over time threatens your life. And that's what we're up against. We're up against that within the, the white supremacist structure mm -hmm. of 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 those of those white people or, or non-black people that uphold the white supremacist oppressive structure, and also black people that uphold the white supremacist structure. Tooth and nail. Tooth, Tooth and nail. Fight for it because they've whatever they felt up to now, they felt protected by it, even though you're not. Well, they felt some illusion, self-induced illusion of safety. And this is what the family is up against. And if that meaning the family is up against the family and it has to be because forget everybody else, because if we're not going to be on, on, on level ground, number one with each other, there is no way out because we're not a unified, Absolutely. we're not, then we're not, we're, they're not a unified front. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then, and, and, and not even just like someone sitting idle, but now your people are attacking you. But what, you know what we I do mean? is we'll Based send them out there. That, yeah. We'll send them out there. You're standing in the middle of the court all mm -hmm. by yourself. Mm -hmm. By yourself. And they like, yeah, so-and-so, we're going to see you go out there and do it. Let me see you come up with it. So you step out there, Sean, and if your business and you struggling, you're trying to build it up and you build it up and all folks doing it, sidelining you, watching you, spectating, 
learning from your mistakes because when you are an entrepreneur, you get out there, you try to make it happen, you're living out loud. People know when you're succeeding and they know when you're not by virtue of what they believe to be success and what it looks like. Or they buy a new car or they going on vacations. With All of those things can actually be illusions. They can be fronting because we do that very well. We've learned. So it's not okay for us to sit our people out there in harm's way. Because, you know, in the Black Panthers, they had the cipher that was supposed to be unbreakable. But you know how they got inside of the Black Panther and broke them down? From the inside. You know how they got the Malcolm X? From the inside. The family was able to be manipulated. They're using the war tactics. So this is why you want to understand the art of war. So you can understand how these things keep showing up in our lives and it's not brand new. African, you building a business, you building a business for you and your family? What about your community? Because a lot of people that's building businesses are only to support themselves. Some of the businesses that they're building are not going to create nation building. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. So are we thinking strategy-wise in terms of nation building, or are we trying to hook ourselves up? Because we trying to build some esteem. We're trying to build some self-worth based on how that. well we can do in the system, in the matrix. Mm -hmm. How many bricks can we lay in the matrix? How many accolades and how much pat on the back can we get from the matrix, from the master's house? Right. Oh, you done good, boy. You done good. Let me give you an extra biscuit tonight. Yeah, you done good till you, you haven't. You done good, boy. You <laughs> done good. Until you haven't. And then... And then they sit your butt out like Bill Cosby. Chocolate pudding pops. Because he sure enough did good. <laughs> Right. He sold them pudding pops for 40 years. <laughs> Was all on Sesame Street. <laughs> all in the cat burglar. All on the Cosby all show. Cat dancing all over the place for these folks. <laughs> as soon as he tried to make a power move, like try to control a narrative by trying to buy a major station, oh, they had to shut him all the way down. And then disgrace this man. See, this is not a new system. They do this to us every time. Mm -hmm. And we get caught right up in it. Yeah. And we trade on each other. And you disappear. And then like and anytime you try to look for healing and it, those people disappear. Remember them judges? Mm -hmm. The judge the judges that was like, This ain't right. Oh, you're a judge, you're a, per a person in a seat that can control justice, mm -hmm. you're out. There was judges, there was like I it was like a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Judges, healers, natural healers, Doctor Sebi, mm -hmm. bunch of people they were sat out and, and hung out to dry and the narrative was created for them around why they no longer exist. And that's the scary thing about it, of what, what we're up against. Because these people can be erased and a narrative can be created for them. An alibi can be created to, mm -hmm. to validate or justify their, their, their no longer Justify existing. your killing. And move on. And move on. We move on to another topic. We're going to play that tonight, too, when we go out. And move on to another topic. I got to find it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, this is what we have, a constant okey-doke. A constant okie doke to distract us and shift up. When, when we are awakening something, it's like, no, go back to sleep. It's okay. It's mm -hmm. okay. It's all right. It's, no, they, throw you, they throw you some bones. They, they throw give you, you Obama. Bones, and then they keep. They and, give you an Obama. And then they keep destroying the house on the other side of it. Don't worry they about give you an Obama when Obama opens up the borders in Cuba. When you might have had somewhere you could have ran to to find some safety. That was a big solution. Um, that was a bad one. Yeah. And um, then he also sued the relationships with America and Africa. And then he also went and put a dagger in Gaddafi's back. Another dagger in Saddam Hussein's back. I'm not the judge and juror for what those men were doing in their cultural context over there in their countries. But there were a lot of benefits that Gaddafi had in his government. Libya had a lot of support over there. The narrative that you didn't hear anything about the truth from Libyans, real Libyans. See, you didn't speak to real Libyans. You listened to American filtered narrative that comes on the news. Which is a terrible narrative. I'm here to tell you, <laughs> you listen to American news, you listen. can only believe 15% mm -hmm. of what you hear. Listen, if that. Only believe, it's bad. you probably know where it happened it's at, bad. you probably know what time it took place, and you probably might know the players. Where they were positioned, what the narrative was, eh, you better talk to somebody else. Hotmess.com. So, and, and, and this is where safety, are you safe? You find it? Where's oh, your safety? Sorry. Do you have safety? Do you have a safety plan? Are you having a revolutionary conversation? Because waking up your mind is a revolutionary conversation. 
unplugging from the Matrix. The Matrix movies say, you know, we really don't usually unplug minds this old because it's just, it's, it's, it's unsafe. It's, 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 it's tragic to try to wake up an old mind. Why? Because the greatest indicator of the future is the past. And in the past, you've been perpetuating these same bad behaviors, bad practices, Ill, Ill consciousness and thoughts, and you've been acting those out in your life, with your family, in your community. So it's going to be more difficult for you to wake your mind up. But you know what? I know, I know Africans want to wake up. I know they do. Mm-hmm. I know that what they're asking for is they're, because they're conditioned on how they think. So they think if I wake up and start doing this, there's going to be an A, B, C, D, E, walk into door one, walk into door two. They're not, they're scared that they'll have to build door number one and they don't know how to. Mm. That's what it is. Mm. They're like, well, if I don't do it, if I come over here with y'all, what are we going to do? Because they're thinking it's going to function like the system. The system was created over hundreds of years. You don't know how they stole from the knowledge of the Africans in Egypt and North Africa and brought that into their communities and capitalized on it and remixed it and built it their way (laughs) and also encapsulated their own deficits into the system. There are certain European deficits that are built into this American living experience. And it's a part of the cultural experience that you are now living, which is entirely foreign to your heritage. Okay? So we don't know. We want to say yeah. We want to say yeah. And many of us are at war with our minds. Many of us are having war in high places. Right? We're having war. So we don't really know what to do and how to show up. But guess what I can tell you what's not going to happen? It'll never happen as long as you're cooning and you're tap dancing and you're trying to poo-poo these folks because the government has still not stepped in to stop police officers from killing unarmed black people. Mm-hmm. They still have not done that. So I don't know what kind of message you need other than that alone, above all the other messages that are in our space, but that's a really big one. Because you remember when the government did not step in to stop the Jim Crow South? It took a whole lot for the government to finally step in. A whole lot of death. A whole lot. A whole lot of burning churches for little black girls. The government did not stop in to stop what was happening in the Jim Crow South. It is back. So family, be safe. We have sound bites. We want to wish you safety. Um, may the ancestors protect you, keep you, and guide you. Um, and continue to inspire you, um, and we hope that you take the courageous position and wake your wake take your wake yourself position. up, wake your community up. Yes. Be the voice. Yes. Be the voice. Be the strength. Educate yourself, but be in action. Look around because it's happening. There it is happening in certain spaces. So it behooves you to be mindful of where you are. Look around to your people because it's happening. Grow your food. Um, uh, get seek your own education, seek your protection. This, those are spaces of there. Build your Find mechanisms, them. be active in your research around them. We love to throw you some techniques, have methods, right and away, mechanisms, but we there are the spaces are happening. We, we jump into them in real time, but it's happening. So just be, be mindful, smart, be mindful, be aware, keep your eyes open because self governance is possible. If we keep our eye open. And plan for it. Ashe. This is Sound Bites International Radio, y'all. We love. This is Asir. Asir. Nefarah. Nefarah. That's her. Um, we're going to go out with a song um, that was that was inspired so uh, by this whole thing by uh, myself and the amazing Immerse the Big Body Band. It's called Double Jeopardy. Ashe. Um, Peace and blessings. So just vibe out with this for, before, you know, before you leave us. And um, sound bites. Let Join us, us know next what you week. think. Let us know what you think. Join in the comments. Please. This isn't in YouTube. Share the video, right? <laughs> Share the video. It, it, it will be on YouTube. It will be on YouTube, but I mean, I'm not doing, you know, like a little thing there. We're doing the like. <laughs> like button. <laughs> like hit button. Hit the thumbs up, right? We love y'all. Thank you for joining. Thank you, uh, Sister Denise, uh, Natalie, Sean, everybody, Jade, everybody that joined Coming in the conversation. Coming in to be the healing crew. Um, the advanced African group. If you think people need to join the conversation, please tell them to join in. Look back at it and then, you know, come join us next week, all right? This is Sound Bites. Ashe. Can do everything right and still be killed. Philando Castell. 
Even off duty, get shot by the law, they're on small. Shoot you and your baby when they aim Corinne Gaines. Forget everyone they are hurting, they'll drag your name out in Sterling. Black Lives Matter, don't kill me twice, don't shoot me dead, and then assassinate my character. Black America is after you. Your hatred has brought us back together. I ain't even mad at you. Spade a spade, man, they playing our black faces. Red hand is the dirty dealings of the devil. Our hands is lacking aces. Hell been on the fold, but truth be told, the king backs our graces. Lo and behold, we too bold to be packed on slave ships. Examine the history, it's around the mystery machine. We in the front of the monsters, been among us since the initial scene. Redefine the story, y'all cannot. We move like organized, so in off the docks like I cannot. Amen. Pray that we stop. We are the light. Dark dwellers, the worship scarface of good fellas. The symbols are assembled to be assimilable. So don't fall victim to subliminals or reinstituted rituals. Parade is biblical, yes, they be killing you. Your pill is blue, the ill is you. Stay sleep, they still pull it. The bullets go deep to a root, the will is you. Extreme rider, I be a max. Climb mountains like MOK. Won't stop till the war of my people that rest. Black lives matter. Don't kill me twice. Don't shoot me dead and then assassinate my character. Black America is after you. Your hatred has brought us back together. I ain't even mad at you. In unison, if we walk together, we'll be a centipede. A hundred feet, these boots were made for walking up a better street. Who's a peon? You are. Let me walk the dog. He was playing God, and we went right along. On our minds, they declared war. We remember who we are now. They picking us off. Don't ignore it until it shuts out. I don't wish taking that loss on anyone. You can't bounce back. So will you stand and fight? Because the revolution has a soundtrack. You know I'm right. No toy guns for your sons. You can't allow that. Nah, not after the way they did Tamir Rice a while back. How do you you say, son, you can't always do what your white friends do. Like never reach and announce around cops. They might paint you as a villain and justify your killing. Don't never underestimate the hatred, thinking that they don't have it in them. We close our eyes and listen. Identify with the rhythm. March to the drum. Hum and then sing out with conviction. Black lives matter. Don't kill me twice. Don't shoot me dead. And then assassinate my character. Black America is after you. Your hatred has brought us back together. I ain't even mad at you. I should be, though. Looking out my window and it looked like 1960. Will this be the day a pig tell his dog to get me? Man, it has to be the mentality. Make the mistake of thinking you're exempt or safe and be renamed a casualty. I face reality. I couldn't press record, stand idle, and watch a brother die in agony. I don't know who to blame no more. The police or the cameraman. Hell, I still don't know what happened to Sandra Bland. They damning the plan with every man that is killed. Sister gets executed, another youth's blood is spilled. Philando out in a jail run in one week. Are you kidding? Bloody shame to have no name since this rhyme was first written. It's sickening. No longer enough to continue the picketing. They just killing more niggas. They snicker. No more bickering, the revolution's live Black power times one trillion Black Wall Street's something dry This is only the beginning Black lives matter, don't kill me twice Don't shoot me dead and then assassinate my character Black America is after you Your hatred has brought us back together I ain't even mad at you